Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, January 18th, 2020, Martin Luther King federal holiday. We'll have more on Dr. King later on in this broadcast. Stand up for your country. So uh, my new column on the Trump legacy on BillOReilly.com, get a lot of reaction. Um, and I hope you read it. I hope you take time out to read it. It's an important column. We're going to deal with some of that a little bit later on. But first, it is inaugural week, so we're going to deal with Joe Biden, who will be president in three days. Um, Wednesday, on the West Lawn of the U.S. Capitol, the ceremonies get underway at 11.30 a.m., where Kamala Harris is sworn in as vice president. At noon, Joe Biden uh, will be sworn in. Uh, there will be about 1,000 people there, uh, mostly members of Biden's administration and other Washington dignitaries. Um, Barack Obama, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton and his spouses will attempt the event. Uh, Mike Pence will be there, but not Donald Trump. And that's a good thing, because if uh, President Trump did attend, the press would focus in on him and continue to batter him. And instead of Inauguration Day, we'd have Social Civil War Day. <laughs> OK, so it's never going to stop. Now, Mr. Trump should explain uh, to the American people why he's not attending the inauguration. I believe that would be good for him and the country. I hope he does that, but he has not done it yet. So uh, the press is making a big deal out of all the security arrangements, 25,000 National Guard, as you may know. This is hyping up uh, the quote-unquote potential danger from the right wing. Um, it's bogus. I don't believe there'll be any problem uh, of significance throughout the country on Wednesday, unless the people causing the problem want to go to the federal penitentiary. Now, maybe there's a few who do. Maybe there's people out there uh, in the right-wing precincts who want to be sentenced to harsh terms in the federal penitentiary, because that's what will happen. All right, the days of allowing uh, violent protests are pretty much coming to an end on both the right and the left in this country. So people have had enough. Critical mass has been reached. And I know you'll say, well, the left wing doesn't get, and it's true that in many liberal cities, uh, far left Antifa people ran wild in the summer. We all know it. We all saw it. We're not held accountable. But since the capital situation, that in my opinion has ended. And now law enforcement people, whether they be police, whether they be district's attorneys, uh, whatever they may be, if they don't enforce the law, the people will take it out on them. And, you know, it's all about what's good for me in uh, this country. So that's why I do not believe there's going to be any widespread protests on Wednesday. Might be a few picketers here and there. I don't expect them to be violent because you'll go to the federal penitentiary, as will many of those protesters, looters, thugs, traitors, who broke into the Capitol. There are a lot of them going. And they didn't know when they picked up the Confederate flag in the morning to break a window to go into the Capitol that they're going to spend two or three years in federal penitentiary. Believe me, they did not know that. Well, they will. Um, all right. So uh, after the inauguration, uh, Lady Gaga apparently going to sing the uh, national anthem, maybe before Lady Gaga. And then Jennifer Lopez is going to be performing. I, I hope it doesn't involve a poll. <laughs> For those of you watching, 
Super Bowl halftime show last year. You know what I'm talking about. I don't think we need that here. Uh, maybe a flagpole, but, you know, I hope Miss Lopez stays away from the pole. Donald Trump will hold a farewell um, ceremony at Andrews Air Force Base about 8 a.m. Um, he'll thank people, I'm sure, and then he'll fly off to Florida to his uh, club in Mar-a-Lago. Um, we don't know many of the details yet, but I should have all of that tomorrow, and I will, of course, report to you. Now, the challenges for uh, President Biden have already begun, and this is fascinating. So you may have heard um, that according to the BBC, about 7,000 migrants have gathered together in Honduras and Guatemala to go to the border. We're starting this all over again, all right? And they are doing that because they believe Joe Biden is going to practice an open border policy. So according to NBC News, a spokesman for Biden, unidentified, which is what NBC News and the rest of them do, has said to the migrants, this is not a good time to do this. We don't want the first actions of the Biden administration to be 7,000 people crossing into the United States illegally. But what did you think was going to happen? I mean, these people know what Joe Biden has said about illegal immigration. And the enforcement is going to be far less than it was under President Trump. Everybody knows that. All right. But the big thing is that Trump made an agreement with Mexican President Obrador that Trump would not declare the Mexican cartels terror groups in return for Obrador using the Mexican armed forces to stop the caravans. That was the deal. Secret deal, never confirmed by either man, but I know it's true. And that stopped the migration into America by these groups cold. Well, that deal is no longer enforced. Not there anymore. Because Biden would never designate the cartels as terror groups. Not what he does. So now there's no deal. And the people from Central America and Mexico itself can come on up to the border. If they get in, they get in. Now, many of them are um, um, readying asylum requests because Joe Biden, you know, his asylum policy is kind of murky. Roll the tape. We'll have to have a process to ensure everyone's health and safety, including the safety of asylum seekers, hoping for a new start in the United States, free of violence and persecution. Come on. That's basically, hey, come on. Everybody in the world, not just in Central America, everybody in the world, everybody in Hong Kong, right? Everybody there. If you get here, you come in. Joe Biden, come on in. And five years from now, maybe, maybe, We'll get to your case. But in the meantime, you can go and do whatever you want in the USA. That's what he just said. That's what he just said. Hopefully free of persecution. Come on in. So any person in the world can now come into the United States and apply for asylum. Okay, that's number one. 
elections have consequences. And for you 80 million plus who voted for Joe Biden, you just voted for chaos. Because when these people come here, and many of them are persecuted, many of them are desperate, almost all of them are poor, the American taxpayer is going to pick it up. You heard Biden in the debate say, I'm going to pay for the health care of all illegal immigrants. Government's going to pay for their health care. As soon as they get here, we're going to be paying all their health care bills. We're going to be paying their food stamps. We're going to be paying their housing. We're going to be paying everything. That'll bankrupt the country. Now, you think I'm being dire? I'm not. I'm realistic. If I were a poor person living anywhere in the world, I'd make damn well sure I got to that Mexican border and got over it, no matter what I had to do. And I'll show up and I ask for asylum and I'm going to get a hearing five to ten years from now. In the meantime, I can live in the USA. Come on. That is exactly what's going to happen. Are you telling me that 80 million American voters did not understand that? I'll tell you, most of them didn't. But you'll see. You'll mark my words right now. In the next two years, we are going to be overwhelmed by foreign nationals. And you border states, Arizona, Nevada, you voted for Joe Biden. Where do you see what's going to happen to your state? Texas, New Mexico, of course. Anyway, all right. In addition to that, Joe Biden wants to give amnesty to 11 million um, undocumented people already here. All right. So I'm thinking maybe two, three million going to come in the next year. And then we got 11 million already here. So four people, anonymous sources, told the AP that Biden's going to introduce legislation to legalize an, at least 11 million undocumented very, very soon. And again, we'll be paying for all of their health care. I, I, I just, I'm sitting here as a loyal American, and I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. Because it, there's nothing to stop this. Biden is not going to enforce the border like Trump did. Not going to make a deal with Obrador to use the Mexican military to stop the caravan. Not going to do it because at this juncture in history, the Democratic Party wants as many foreign nationals in this country because most of them will register to vote as Democrats. You've seen the demographic changes in Texas, in Arizona, in Nevada, in California, particularly California. In New York City, where I am, 50 percent of the workforce in the city is foreign-born, 50%. And you wonder why you have no Republican Party in New York State? It does not exist. It does not exist in California. Texas is the big thing. The Democrats want to turn it blue. And you do that by flooding the state with people sympathetic to the Democratic Party. Okay. In addition to the immigration chaos, and I'll be on this uh, like 
No one will be in this country. I will report to you directly anything that happens in this area. So Iran is going to challenge Biden right off the bat. They already did. Iranian boats surrounded an American submarine in the Persian Gulf on January 14th. Biden's president. So you're going to see provocations from Iran. You will see provocations from China, but I don't know what they will be. Also, Putin will provoke. They're going to stick Biden, stick him. All right. See what he's got. See what he says. See what he does. Iran, China, Putin. Big three. North Korea, I don't know about yet because uh, a lot of chaos inside that country and we don't really know. All right, now a lot of you have written to me and said, why is the gas on up here on Long Island? And, and, and let me correct myself, I'm 20 miles outside of New York City. But where I live on Long Island, a gallon of gas is now 10 cents more expensive than it was a week ago. It's gone up, one gallon's gone up 10 cents. So people go, well, why? Well, why do you think? Biden is going to attack fossil fuels, going to shut down pipelines. He's going to do everything he can to hurt the fossil fuel and oil industries. They know that. They know that their expenses and everything else, the fossil fuel industry is going up and they won't be doing, able to do as much business. So they're raising the prices in advance of that. And we're paying. Again, did the 80 million people who voted for Joe Biden not know that? Okay. Um, so summing up, Joe Biden's big day is Wednesday, 46th president of the United States. I congratulate Mr. Biden. I congratulate him. In a million years, I never would have voted for him, not because of ideology. I don't care whether he's a Democrat or an independent or a Republican or a libertarian. I could not care less. But I, as an American citizen, knew if he won, the economy would be hurt, which it will be, and immigration will go insane, which it will. And the unintended consequences of both of those things, the economy and immigration, will hurt every single one of us. You mark my words. Now, don't go outside and, and be depressed because it's only two years. All right. In two years, big congressional elections and Biden can be stopped and his agenda can be stopped partially. But it's not like this is in stone forever. But the damage done in two years, unless Joe Biden proves me wrong, which he could. But what are the odds of that? Really? What are the odds of that? Right, let's bring in uh, David Petrusia. I know I said his name wrong uh, because I am an idiot and can't say complicated names. He is a historian. He's coming up from Scotia, New York, upstate. Um, and he knows Joe Biden really, really well. So I want to get very specific, David. Why is Joe Biden president? What's the one big reason he's being inaugurated on Wednesday? Ambition. He wants it. He's wanted it since grade school, since putting it in writing to the nun. 
Um, and, and he's continued that way. You know, there's a story about Huey Long saying to his first wife that I'm going to get elected to the Senate in, uh, night in at the age of 30 or governor, and then I'm going to become president. And this is when they're courting and he's a nobody. And it's the same story with Joe Biden. He has had this ambition his whole life and he has had a persistence. He's had to put things kind of on hold many times when his campaign will crash and burn because of plagiarism or exaggerating his uh, um, academic standings. But um, or 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 because when he was on the on the shelf for seven months because of health problems a, a long time in, in the Senate years ago or being on the shelf as essentially uh, the wingman or yes man to Barack Obama, promising that he wouldn't run in 2016 or or presumably ever again, but then gearing up because the ambition never died, never underestimate a man who wants something very, very badly and who will do anything to get it. Why did Hillary Clinton get the nomination instead of Joe Biden in 16, in your opinion? Well, in 2012, Biden was nearly dumped. They were they were doing polling to see if if a switch, you know, it's like, Joe, get out from the vice presidency. This was akin to Nixon in 1956, where he was almost dumb from the ticket and he he was offered a, a cabinet post, not even secretary of state. But, you know, they, they thought they could maybe do better with Hillary on the ticket as a woman. And, and what was Joe bringing to the ticket? And eventually they found out it's a wash because it often often is with vice presidents. OK, so there wasn't great enthusiasm for Joe Biden after Barack Obama left office. Hillary Clinton got it. And now four years later, Biden's back and Biden gets nominated. Now in our pre-interview, you made a, an interesting statement. You said like Warren Harding, the infamous Warren Harding, his wife poisoned him. Uh, Biden was the available man, the available man. What does that mean? Well, that was a, a title of a, bi of a biography about Harding. And when all the front runners and all the, the bigger guys beat themselves to a pulp in 1920, Harding stepped forward as being the acceptable choice. And Biden became the acceptable choice in, in 2020 because the others were, for some reason or other, not acceptable. And the guy who was really most not acceptable to the Democratic Party and leadership and the big shots was Bernie Sanders. So he Biden becomes the non-Bernie Sanders, the anti-Bernie Sanders, and that gives him the nomination. And then you fast forward to the general election, and well, he is the anti-Donald Trump, the non-Donald Trump, and it it really is a referendum on Trump at yes, that point, particularly with the with the COVID and, no and being in it. the basement. No, no doubt about it. If COVID hadn't hit, Trump, I think, would have been reelected. Um, did Joe Biden do anything extraordinary in all his years in the Senate? Well, he was noted for all sorts of things that would not normally get you the nomination in the very progressive times of the Democratic Party in 2020. He is Mr. Anti-Bussing as much as any national politician in, in the country. And then he's he's obsessively anti-crime, anti-drug. A lot of this talk now we're hearing about mass incarceration and harsh penalties 
and mandatory sentences and bail forfeitures and all sorts of things like that. These are Biden brainstorms, and he's beating the drum on this during the Reagan administration. And the Reagan administration is saying, no, 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 no. These things are too tough. You're going too far here. But this was this is another thing. The Biden persona where he's the tough guy, he's this swaggering, you know, the guy who confronts you when you ask a question at a rally and insults your IQ or insults you. And this is a scary thing. I think this is a scary thing for foreign policy, which you were talking about. How is that going to, you know, Trump had his bluster, but when it came to, you know, you know, firing the first shot against the foreign power, he was never going to do it. He was actually very pacifistic. But what will Biden do and what will other people do in response to him? A lot of wars are, you know, because of miscalculation. Yes, but Biden didn't want to get Biden change on everything. He's changed his opinion on abortion, on crime, as you pointed out, on everything. And Biden didn't even want to get bin Laden. He didn't even want to do that raid. Um, I'm not worried about that so much. Final question, something I am worried about. It looks to me like Joe Biden has had a cognitive decline. I'm not a doctor. And I don't believe he's as out of it as some conservative commentators would have you believe. He looks to me to be cogent. Um, He was at the debates uh, with Trump. Um, But it looks to me like he's not really in charge of a day-to-day point of view. I have said to my audience, I believe the Obama administration and President Obama himself will be suggesting a lot of things to Joe Biden. Do you see it that way? Well, they had a good personal relationship at the end, even though uh, and Biden was, you know, begging, begging uh, for an Obama endorsement. I I think he craves his favor. I think he uh, he will listen to him a lot. And, you know, how far gone is he cognitively? I mean, we're going to see at 78, whether you go in strong, you know, it's it's a crapshoot. Yeah. So it could very well be when you start out as on the bubble, not good at all. But they'll keep him in the basement. We won't even know because the press won't report it accurately. David, thanks very much. We really appreciate it, uh, your point of view and uh, helping us out today. Thanks again. All right. So if you're president of the United States, you get a lot of stuff. And there was an article in Men's Health Magazine. Um, and it lists all the perks. I just want to run a few of them down for you. You might not know that. Obviously, the president gets uh, a plane, big plane. And, and one of the most interesting parts of my career uh, was I got to ride in that plane when I was researching in the United States of Trump when, with uh, Donald Trump. And it's a fascinating thing. So they get the big plane. Then they get to live in a White House, which is amazingly uh, luxurious and and. Every time I've been in there, my mouth just goes, wow. I mean, if there's any place in the world that I'd want to live, it would be the White House. I don't want to be president. I just want to live there. All right. Then they get their own vacation home, Camp David. Eh, Camp David. I'd rather be in Malibu someplace, but that's all right. Um, Then they get an executive chef to cook all their meals at any time of the day or night. So they got two or three rotating chefs. But if you're hungry at 4 a.m., hey, here it is. You get an omelet. Uh, Then they get uh, hired help. A hundred people work directly for the president, including maids, cooks, butlers, plumbers, engineers, 
florists, anything you want. Um, you get uh, the, a button on your desk, the Resolute desk in the Oval Office. You push that button, people instantly appear. Yes, Mr. President. So one of the funny parts in the United States of Trump is that Trump used that button a lot because he always wanted Diet Coke, up to 24 Diet Cokes a day. That button, Trump's finger might, must be muscular for pressing that button. Um, he gets uh, $400,000 a year in salary, the president does, um, and he gets a pension. Barack Obama last year got $208,000 in a pension. All right, so this is a good gig, this presidential thing. This is good. And you get a vacation allowance, take your family anywhere you want, get a clothing allowance, get nice suits and ties and shirts. Uh, it's a good gig. Okay, so the media is absolutely thrilled this week. Uh, and by the way, there's been a lot of um, press about the decline of Fox News, the ratings decline there, and it's pretty serious. But MSNBC and CNN, the direct competitors, they're doing all right now. But once Biden takes over and there's no Trump, although they'll hate Trump every night anyway, no matter what, Trump's going to be a private citizen, they'll still hate him. Their ratings are going to go down too. So they're all going down because it's boring now. Um, except for us, we're going up a lot. So the media is now openly rooting for Joe Biden. They have a vested interest in his success. And they're not going to say anything bad about him because they worked with the Democratic Party to get Biden elected. You need to know that, which is why our broadcast becomes more important. Number one, we're not ideological, we're fact-based, and you need to know the facts. And you ain't going to get them from the network or cable news agencies. Okay, roll a tape on wanting Biden to succeed. I am truly excited to watch Joe Biden and Kamala Harris become the next president and vice president of the United States. The moment is meeting Biden where he's always been. Now, luckily, the current administration is only the current administration for another five days, because next Wednesday, the keys to the country will be handed over to President-elect Joe Biden. Now, I used uh, Colbert because he's the number one late night show, but his ratings are abysmal. I mean, they're terrible if you compare them to Jay Leno and Johnny Carson. I mean, they're not even close. But the reason Colbert is beating Fallon and Kimmel, whose ratings are beyond belief low, is because he bashed Trump every night and he hates Trump. Now that's going to go away to some extent. He's still going to bash and hate him, but it doesn't matter anymore because he's not there. Where do you see what happens to Colbert? Okay. So is there a mandate for Joe Biden? This is the most important question of uh, the week, of this inaugural week. Is there a mandate? He won by 7 million votes. Now, you can say there was shenanigans and some fraud, and I believe there was, but not at that level, not at 7 million, okay? So Biden wins 7 million more votes than Donald Trump in a popular, and obviously beats him in the electoral. In the United States, there are 3,006 counties. So I live in Nassau County, and you live in some county. That's the way we're broken down. Donald Trump won 2,000, 
497 counties throughout the USA. 84% of the counties went for Trump. Biden won just 16%. Now, when Obama won the second time, Biden won 22% of the counties. So Biden lost 6% from Obama. The source of all this is the Brookings Institute. So when you have um, Donald Trump winning 84% of all the counties in America, that doesn't bode well for Joe Biden. Joe Biden won all the cities which are falling apart. I mean, you, you give me the city, Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, Washington, Atlanta, it's Armageddon, San Francisco, Seattle, Portland. But Biden won all the votes there. And that's why he is president. Now, DeRoy Murdoch is a, is a writer um, and a uh, smart guy, I think. Uh, he and I wrote a column at the same time, almost simultaneously, about the Trump legacy. So what Trump did well in his four years, because you're never going to get this from the mainstream media. So let's just run it down. I think this is instructive. All right. So um, you know that Donald Trump cut corporate taxes. That was the big thing. Brought the corporate tax down to 21 percent. Biden says he's going to raise it. That stimulated corporations spending more money expanding their business. And when you expand your business, you hire more people, more jobs were created, lowest unemployment rate, lowest for minorities, all of that. All right. Median income, the most important stat, goes up to close to $70,000 a year. All right. Wages grew in 2019, for example, 3.6 percent, way more than inflation. So on the economic front, Trump was very successful. And if anybody tells you that's not true, they are lying to you. Secondly, energy. And again, that's, you know, we're seeing energies go up. That's going to continue to happen because Biden's going to attack fossil fuel. Well, the United States is now energy independent. We don't have to buy from OPEC. And we export energy, bringing money into this country. It's going to stop, okay, under Biden. On the mass incarceration, level, Trump was pretty liberal. I mean, he, he did a whole bunch of things to uh, free up people who were in prison for a long period of time who may have been unjustly sentenced. He did that. Then on the VA front, he totally reorganized the Veterans Administration and gave veterans the uh, right to use doctors in hospitals of their choice. Tremendous tremendous uh, improvement there. All right. You know about the border wall, about 500 miles of it. We went over this in the top of the program. He made a deal with Obrador to stop the caravans and all of that. So um, 53 percent from 2019 to 2020 drop in people illegally crossing our border. 53 percent. Some of that was COVID, but most of it was Mexican army. ISIS. Trump destroyed it. All right. So al-Baghdadi got it right in the head. Soleimani, the uh, Iranian terrorist, got it. 
Where's ISIS? When was the last time you heard about ISIS? Under Obama, ISIS ran wild. Obama Biden. Okay, did that. Israel signed four peace accords with Arab states. Now, does that influence you? No. But it's good for the world to have peace between Arab states and Israel, is it not? I think so. That was Trump. Um, China. That's a mixed bag because we don't know how much Donald Trump's trade um, war, tariff, whatever you want to call it, affected China. They'll never tell us the truth. But Trump was not soft on China. Biden will be. Wait and see. Operation Warp Speed, vaccine in less than a year against COVID. Who does that? That's almost a miracle. The unfortunate part is we have the vaccine and the government, federal, state and local can't get it to us. What else is new? Big government. The scientists developed the vaccine because the feds are paying Pfizer and the others a bloody fortune. So the scientists did their job and now we can't even get it to the folks because government never works on that level. Big government. Ugh. Okay, NBC poll. Um, in general, do you approve or disapprove of the job Donald Trump is doing? This is an outgoing poll. I was staggered. 43% say they approve. 55 don't. That's NBC rigged against Trump. Total, uh, that was asked in October before all the madness. Trump is at 45 then, approval, 52 disapproved. So Trump's only lost two points, according to NBC. Rasmussen Daily Tracking has 48% of likely U.S. voters approving of job performance, of Trump's job performance today. 51% disapproved. So all of this madness didn't hurt him in these polls. All right, the American Thinker is a conservative uh, website on the, uh, on the net, of course, and it has had to apologize to the Dominion voting machine people. Quote, these pieces that the American thinker ran relied on discredited sources who have peddled debunked theories about Dominion's supposed ties to Venezuela, fraud on Dominion's machines that resulted in massive vote switching or weighted votes, and other claims falsely stating that there is credible evidence that Dominion acted fraudulently. Okay, that's all I'm going to use on this. So this website, because they're being threatened with a lawsuit, as is Sidney Powell, the attorney, she's already been sued. They're backing away. I told you from the very beginning, you cannot believe stuff on the Internet. You can't, even if it, even if it plays into your core belief system. So Dominion is getting all these people to say, yeah, there really wasn't a lot of fraud, fraud in the election. So you know. All right, I'm going to do, I, I put this story off for three days, and now I'm going to have to put it off for another day. But it's about an illegal alien in California who killed a young woman who had been deported 10 times. But I don't have the time uh, to do it today. I'm going to do it tomorrow, I promise. I have it here, I promise. CBS poll, um, as you see it, the biggest threat to American way of life comes from other people in America, 54%. There's your civil war. Economic forces, 20%. The natural disaster that's global warming, 17, 
foreign countries eight. Isn't that interesting? But most Americans think their neighbors are the biggest threat to the country. Fascinating. This day in history, Martin Luther King was born. He was actually born on January 15th. All right, there's Dr. King. Now, I get a lot of people saying, are you going to write Killing King, a killing book about Martin Luther King? Here's why I cannot do that at this point. Because the FBI has sealed its classified information, all the files on Martin Luther King until 2027, six years from now. So whatever you hear about Dr. King cannot be verified. He was assassinated. You all know that. All right, James Earl Ray did it. That is a murky story. How did Ray get to London? How did he get to Canada? All of that. Okay. Now, Dr. King himself was a hero. But if you read Killing Kennedy, and I hope you do, if you really want to know the truth about Martin Luther King, the Kennedy brothers, and your country, Martin Luther King, in his personal life, had some problems. I'm not going to go over them today on the federal holiday. I will tell you that no man is perfect, that all of us are sinners, and Martin Luther King Jr. was. But he was a towering figure for peace and justice, and there's no question he was. I know more about Martin Luther King Jr. than most human beings know, and I wrote truthfully about him in Killing Kennedy. You might want to check that out. So uh, we admire Dr. King. We wish there was African-American leadership at his level today in this country. We fervently wish that. All right, quick break. We'll be back with some mail and then a final thought. Um, some advice from me to you. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. If you are over the age of 50, I have an important message for you. There's a true alternative to AARP, the liberal retirement group, that lobbies in favor of progressive policies. For less than $20 a year, an AMAC membership gives you members-only pricing on car insurance, roadside assistance, discounts on hotels and travel, cell phone plans, discount dental plans, and on and on and on and on. So please join more than one million fellow Americans right now at amac.us. And yes, I am a member. Visit amac.us, amac.us. Many of us are worried that our 401ks and retirement savings, everything we work for over a lifetime, could evaporate. With all the fake news, it's important to have an independent expert in our corner to preserve and grow our savings. It's simple. So please meet Silicon Valley Angel Investor, and 5G expert Jeff Brown of Brownstone Research, whose only obligation is to us, to you. His newsletter, The Near Future Report, shares his analysis on where the stock market is going and when 
which stocks are poised to rise and fall, and new ways to profit from the exploding tech market. His track record is amazing, so please go to Bill5G.com. It's easy. Bill5G.com. You will thank me. Okay, let's start the mail with Joyce Ferrarelli, Cincinnati. In the court of public opinion, we don't need compelling evidence the election was rigged. You yourself, Bill, admit there was fraud. The Democrats felt the election was honest. Why did they fight so hard on allowing audits and investigations if the Democrats thought the election was on it. There was no upside for Democrats to go in and investigate the election. They already won. And if fraud was uncovered, that would embarrass the party, would it not? So that's why they didn't do it or won't do it ever. Lisa Wood, Kansas City. What do you think about what they are doing to Josh Hawley in Missouri? Should I be concerned? I'm going to be canceled next. Hawley's under big fire. I think that will dissipate. I think Missouri will stand behind the senator. I hope so. John, Senator Manchin's comments about expelling Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley from the Senate are beyond disappointing. Anyone who thinks that Cruz and Hawley were trying to start or aid insurrection is a total moron. I agree. I agree 100%. Jennifer, why would someone explain, would someone explain to me why so many Republican senators and representatives aren't supportive of impeachment? Only 10 congressmen from the uh, Republican side, crossed. That's not a lot. Senate will see. And that's what my column is all about. Mitch McConnell, all of that. Please read the column titled The Trump Legacy. Dr. Pete Steinberg, Brookline, Massachusetts. Why won't President Trump's lawyers file a suit alleging the House impeachment was conducted in an unconstitutional manner? Because they lose. They follow the rules. I mean, it was wrong to do it, in my opinion, but they follow the rules. Carolyn, Nancy Pelosi is just a puppet who is really behind the campaign to get Trump impeached. Nancy Pelosi. She's behind it. Yes. Does she put her finger to the wind? Absolutely. But she's behind it. Lawrence McCoy, Columbus, Indiana. The cancel culture, very powerful, has reached critical mass. Free speech is lost. Not forever. But I think critical mass, is, as you pointed out, Lawrence, absolutely reached. And I think there's going to be a tremendous backlash against the freedom of speech oppressors. Kelly, power is never a good thing. Thank you for honest reporting and never wavering from honesty, even when it isn't easy. You are the only news we trust. Thank you, Kelly. Appreciate that. Naomi Carrion, Latiz, Pennsylvania. Bill, every year I give my now 90-year-old Navy veteran a new book. I guess that's a husband. This year I gave him a signed copy of Killing Crazy Horse. He said it was the best book he's ever read, and he reads a lot. Killing Crazy Horse is an excellent book. I hope you will take the time to get it and read it. And on that note, and thank you, Naomi, if you pre-order Killing the Mob, pre-order it on BillOReilly.com. It's out on May 4th. You get half off Killing Crazy Horse or Killing Trump. Not Killing Trump. The United States of Trump. Maybe Killing Trump three years. The United States of Trump. So you get 50% off Crazy Horse or the United States of Trump if you pre-order Killing the Mob, which you will love. I guarantee it. All right. And I have a letter here from Flo Valdez, Cumming, Georgia. It's my birthday. Can you give us a positive word of the day? Absolutely, Flo. Happy birthday. And try to be perspicacious 
in everything you do. P-E-R-S, P-I-C, A-C, I-O-U-S, perspicacious. Back in a moment with the final thought. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. All right, we're in a recession. Everybody knows it. Millions of Americans have lost their jobs, and now's the time to evaluate your financial portfolio. And I recommend you hold some gold and silver, and the company that I use is American Hartford Gold Group. I've been with them for years. They sell physical gold and silver. You can hold it, or they'll deliver it to your IRA. Gold is up more than 30% since I started telling you about the American Hartford Gold Group. So please call them now. Tell them Bill sent you, and they'll give you $1,500 of free silver on your first order. The number is 877-444-GOLD-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. All right, here's the final thought of the day. I am knocking out the BS. I've had it. I'm not, I'm not going to watch news programs where I don't learn anything. That's my litmus test. Am I learning something? Are you giving me something I don't know? I don't care anymore about opinions on either side. If you back up opinion with facts and I don't know the facts, I will watch and listen. And I will like doing that. But no more endless panels, people there, what do they say? Who are they? Your life will be so much better. All right? Exercise. Take a walk. Read a book. Call somebody up and have a nice conversation. Go shopping. Anything. But if you cut out the BS out of your life, you'll be a much happier person. See you tomorrow.